Welcome to Wise Women Speak with Linda Pritcher and Lana Bastianuti, where we give voice to the wisdom in women. Hi, Lana. Hi, Linda. Lana and I are here in the studio this morning, and uh, we're going to be talking about bad moods. And Lana's written a piece about this, uh, so she's going to start us off reading it, and then we're going to have a chat about exactly this. Uh, this is a piece that I entitled Grumpy Bumps, and you'll know why in a minute. Okay. When my kids were little and found themselves out of sorts or in a mood, we'd say that they had grumpy bumps. Unbeknownst to us at the time, it was a way of identifying a mood without personalizing it. Grumpy bumps was something that you had, not something that you were. We recognized their mood as a temporary state that would eventually run its course. Last week, my daughter woke up with a teenage version of bump, grumpy bumps. She couldn't seem to shake it, although, truth be told, she didn't seem to want to shake it. Within the safety of our home and family, she alternated between indulging her mood and expressing concern that it even existed. We were not concerned, however. We recognized her grumpy bumps for what they were, a blip on the screen, a temporary state based solely on her current thinking. We knew and trusted that such a state would pass. My daughter was not so sure, however. She didn't quite trust the system yet. In a moment of anxiety, she became convinced that she had succumbed to the generally accepted temperament of her fellow teenage peers, a lovely mixture of anger, disdain, and boredom. As a life coach and a mom, I am well versed in the various strategies and methods used to quickly alter a state of mood and mind if so desired. I knew we could change her language to improve her mood or change her physiology to improve her mood or change her thoughts to improve her mood, and yet... What I knew to be true, truer than true, was that her state of grumpy bumps would naturally and effortlessly shift of its own accord, if left alone. It is simply how our system works, and so we did nothing. We let her stomp and scowl and grumble and gnash her way through the day. We remained relatively unperturbed by her mood, although secretly amused, since we were secure in the knowledge that all would blow over without our interference. The next morning, the once fierce grumpy bumps had ev evaporated and my daughter was both incredulous and relieved. It seemed a miracle. As she recalled her thinking from the day before, convinced that her natural state of joy would never return. Amazing, huh? But it makes perfect sense. The clarity and resiliency of our thinking corresponds precisely to our state of mind and mood in the moment. In low moods, our minds focus on limiting and destructing thoughts that constrain us with feelings of fear and insecurity, anger and hopelessness. In high moods, our minds focus on creative, life-affirming thoughts that expand us with feelings of love and joy, clarity and hopefulness. Our system is set up to support our highest state of well-being and return us to this state time and time again, provided we allow the system to do what it does naturally. Recognizing that a low mood is a temporary state based on our current thinking frees us up to release the thoughts that keep us hinged to such a state. In doing so, we allow our system to do what it does best, return us to our natural state of well-being and health. I love that, Lana. There's, there's so much in that for us to explore. First of all, let's get it out on the table. <laughs> Everyone has bad moods. Yeah. Oh, I right? thought you were going to say yeah. which daughter. <laughs> 
Yes, mm-hmm. everybody does have bad moods. It's just nor it's part of being a human yeah. being. And when you're in that bad mood state, you're really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of everything, isn't it? It just feels surround like it's surrounding you. It encompasses everything. It's a filter through which you see the world. And things don't look very good. No, it, it really is like a dark veil is, is put over everything. So even the things that you thought you enjoyed before, they just seem annoying. <laughs> or just, you know, I, I don't know about you, but even, you know, there were some days with even my husband, uh, where I'd be like, oh my God, I just adore this man. And he would do something that always made me laugh. And then the next day, if I was in a bad mood, he would do that same thing that always made me laugh. And it just was annoying. (laughs) It was just like too much try, honey. I know. And isn't that interesting? Because, you know, we have been talking about throughout our conversations together and with uh, clients and and then people who've come to the Wise Women Speak studio to, to speak with us about the whole idea of circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, there are circumstances influencing or there are circumstances creating their bad mood. Mm-hmm. There are circumstances creating the way they feel about things. Mm-hmm. And really, this points to the fact that it's independent, right? What you were just saying about your husband, how some days he appears one way to you, same same activity on his part, but you see it in a really different way yeah, because of your state of mind. So I thought maybe you want to talk a little bit about state of mind. Hmm. Um. Well, state of mind, uh, as I talk about in the piece, state of mind, you know, we, we can have a high state of mind where our, we, we seem to see things much more clearly. We're in a better mood. And, and they even talked about this in positive psychology. If you go to the evidence-based psychology, uh, positive psychology talks about creating more positive feelings because when you have more positive feelings, you see life differently. It is expansive. It is hopeful. This is the same thing we're actually referencing, except what we're saying is that's, that's kind of our natural state. That's our default state that we all have within us. And that's why with little kids, they're, they are so easily in that state. I mean, one of the things I loved hearing recently was <laughs> that kids kids don't walk anywhere, little kids. They run everywhere <laughs> because yeah. they're so excited about life. Yeah. That's our state. That's our natural state of joy and excitement about life and that's a that's what we're referencing when we say, you know, high state or mood. Um when we're in that frame of mind, life does look very different. When we're in a low state where we're having what we would call negative emotions, which are simply just uncomfortable emotions, those actually aren't our natural state. Those are brought on and augmented by what we're thinking in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. The thinking in the moment. Mm -hmm. So back to your husband, your thinking in the moment created a story about him. Absolutely. And then you experienced that. So he didn't look very appealing to you. Well, <laughs> what he Just was then. doing. Yeah, like the thing, it, 
it looked like, oh, that's that cute thing he does that always makes me laugh. Yeah. But it was my mind actually arguing with itself saying, you're in a bad mood. You're not going to find this amusing at all. In fact, it's annoying right now. Don't try to take me out of my mood. Uh-huh. Like there's a whole, there's a whole uh, layer upon layer of thinking. You were liking your on. mood. I was, I was relishing my mood, you know, and, and. And it's so interesting because when you can crack that facade of the mood and break out of it, you see how ridiculous, how, how out of yourself you actually were. And it no longer makes sense to stay there. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because that no longer makes sense speaks to the fact that you've cycled through a lot of thinking and then you've settled down. And when you settle down and see things more clearly, then you can see what's really going on, which you're having thinking, a lot of it, in a particular pattern, and your experience is what it is. Yeah. And sometimes what's interesting and confusing is you don't even, the the thinking that you're having is invisible. It just seems like we're in a mood. Yeah. We just wake up in a mood. Yeah. And so... When something's invisible to us, it's much easier to look outside and explain it with something visible. And that's why we keep turning to our circumstances. So if we wake up in a mood and we don't recognize it's our thinking because that's invisible to us, we look out and we say, well, what could be causing this mood? Oh, I know. It's because I had to get up at six o'clock this morning because ah, this person needs me or I have to, you know, help, you know, whatever it is. We rationalize using outside circumstances to explain why we feel the way we feel, which is misleading. It is. And circling back to the beginning of your um, of your writing, when you were talking about grumpy bumps Mm -hmm. and how at at early age Mm -hmm. um, with your daughter, we won't say which one, Mm -hmm. that you had this experience of seeing that she was just in a state of mind. It was simple. She would change. It was just grumpy bumps. It wasn't anything more than that. Nothing more to really get concerned about. It would pass. Yeah. And it's so fascinating to me how when she was very young, seeing these these moods pass through her and how we found them quite amusing, but we had to make sure we had a straight face, you know, and tried to, because that would just make it worse for her if she saw us, like, yeah. a little smile on her faces, um, because she was taking it all very seriously, and we weren't. And, and the difference was to her, in her mind, it was serious because it felt really real. But to us, we could see it was temporary and that it wasn't to be taken personally or seriously. And so we could let it pass. But what's really fascinating is how at a certain age, we start to forget that it isn't personal. It's not to be taken seriously. It's temporary. And and we start to really double down and take our moods super seriously. And we make them mean something. Yeah. It's the making meaning, right? We forget how easily we shook them off when we were looking at a young kid. We suddenly say, oh, at this age, now it's serious. Now now we got to really take this to heart. And, and then we have to do something about it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm in a bad mood, or I'm in a bad mood again. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where we start identifying 
ourselves with those moods. Oh, I'm a angry person or I'm a, you know, volatile person. I'm or a depressed person. I'm a depressed person. Yeah. Or I have anxiety. You know, we start identifying and labeling ourselves with those moods as if that's who we are then. And, and that can't be further than the truth. Yeah. And what do we know? That what we think about expands, right? Yeah. Whatever you think about, you're, you're likely to keep thinking about that same thing more, mm-hmm. particularly when you give it meaning. You give it meaning, and so then you have to sort through it. You continue to do something about it. You continue to think something about it. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you just leave it alone, like you did with mm-hmm. your daughter, mm-hmm. then she settled down. Yeah. And I think the tricky thing, or what we would perceive to be the tricky thing, is it's much easier to do when it's not you. Yeah. When you can look at somebody else, especially a younger person and go, mm-hmm, they're just in a mood. But when it's us to be able to leave it alone or have that insight or realization that it's just something that's going to pass if we leave it alone, that can be trickier. And there's, there's no real t- control over when you're going to see it for yourself. But I think what is helpful is understanding how it really works and knowing and looking at how you saw things with little kids before and how that hasn't really changed. Only your thinking about it has changed. If you can rest in that and how the process works, then it's easier for you to see it for yourself. Yeah, and I, I think you just pointed out something really important. It's how, how the process works. It's thinking going on inside of us, experiencing a feeling that's linked to that, 100% linked to that thinking. Mm-hmm. And then experiencing that and then making meaning of it. Yeah. So bad moods are going to happen, people. Yes, they are. And it's better to see that doing less is actually doing more. Yeah, I like that. All right. Till next time, Till next time. I think it's a wrap on bad moods. It is a wrap. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to Wise Women Speak. If you'd like to hear more, please go to wisewomenspeakpodcast.com or find us on iTunes.